0: Welcome to IT Talk, Hack Your Tech Career, a WGU-sponsored podcast for aspiring and established information technology professionals. We talk with in-the-know experts to explore what's happening in the tech world and how to land the IT
1: career you want. Let's jump right in. Hi, everybody. I am Dan Morrill. I'm a former Navy enlisted E6. I was a cryptologic technician, I was CTO, and my tours of duty were in Iceland. Edsel, Scotland, Road of Spain, and Office of Naval Intelligence in Washington, D.C. on a good day, and Office of No Intelligence on a bad day.
0: And I'm here with Davon today. And Dave, what did you do in the military? First and foremost, thanks for having me here today. So Davon Copeland, uh, I was a gunner's mate, the greatest rate in the Navy. We are there to not choose who goes to heaven and hell, but we arrange the meeting is what we used to say all the time while I was in. I did 20 years, four months, and 23 days. And I say that not because I was counting, right? Anytime that you ask the government, can you retire, they want to make sure that they've crossed their T's and dot their I's and gotten all the time. So the reason why I know that is because of that. But I had the pleasure uh, while serving of never doing anything twice. And what I did was the first ship that I was on was a, was a CVN. So it was an aircraft carrier. After the aircraft carrier, I went to Expeditionary Squadron where I was boots on ground, did a lot of t- joint task force stuff out in Fifth Fleet, which is like in your Iraq, Afghanistan area. And then after that, I went to Mighty Mighty Pickney, the Proud to Serve. That was a DDG. Went to the uh, Gary after that, did some drug ops down south and got to get those bad guys and blow up some ships down there. That was fun stuff. And then uh, my last tour in between, I did some training tours, but my last tour was on the LHA 7, which would be an Amphib. I've been around the block. I've done a couple of things. Yeah.
1: All right. So I have a funny story about gunners mates. If you want to hear it, I R is a gunners mate. So of course so, I want to hear it. So I'll tell you about. So it's a cryptologic technician, right? We're we're not necessarily known for our ability to shoot straight, right? And the safest person is the person that's in front of me if I'm holding a gun. I was out at a shooting range with uh w- with some gunners mates when I was in Edsel, Scotland, and I was such a bad shot they actually took my ammo away from me and wouldn't let me get my uh, qual because I was such a bad shot. I was apparently shooting the
0: grass, not the target, but the grass in front of the target. So they took me. yeah.: away <laughs> Yeah, that is a smart thing. I'm sure that there were some colorful words that followed, That's maybe true. a swift pat on the back and an exit from the range area. But yeah, I'm happy that you lived through that experience.
1: Oh, I did. But it was fun. It was, it was definitely an experience, one that I still remember after all this time. After 20 years, I still remember this. So we're here today to talk about education and being in the military and how can your military service actually serve you well in the academic field. I've, gone, I've gotten my Ph.D. in a research scientist now. on
0: what did you end up getting? I'm three classes away from another master's degree in health services counseling. I was able to leverage everything that I had in the military to get scholarships and do all kinds of stuff because of my military service. And we're definitely going to deep dive into all that. So we're going to talk about CLEP as well? We can talk about CLEP. We can talk about Dante's. We could talk about the College of the Navy, the Air Force. We could talk about the enlisted, the advanced education voucher, the graduate education voucher. And that's for enlisted people. That's for officers. We could talk about it all, big guy.
1: There you go. So you're in the military. Now you know how to pay for college, right? So I did. So me, I was at University of Maryland for, for my bachelor's degree. And I was in Rhode Spain when I got mine started. We had a combination of in-class schools. And because the Internet was just starting, I was able to be one of the first early ones to do CLEP online. And I did about a dozen CLEP exams and just really accelerated my degree in the University of Maryland system by doing that. It's really kind of neat because it was just a way almost like WGU, show your skills. If you can pass this CLEP exam, you've basically proven your competence and you get that credit with your college, and WGE will take those same CLEP scores as Maryland did back in, back in the day when dinosaurs still run the earth, 1999, right? How did you get through? How did you accelerate through?
0: <laughs> that is so hilarious that you just said that you went to University of Maryland, because I got my bachelor's at the University of Maryland also, mm-hmm. um, and what happened was I had, had this old, crusty chief come up to me and was like, hey, you know, education is a big deal, And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you should do it. And I'm like, yeah. And then he kept coming back every week until I enrolled. And so what ended up happening was at one point in my career, I realized that all of the stuff that people were telling me about transitioning out of the military, about making sure that you have a plan. And in the military, we have something called the seven P's and it's proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. And usually when it comes down to the seven P's, you're talking about mission accomplishment and all of these other things. We're not really talking about transition. And so at some point, I want to say about my 15-year mark, I have been going to classes and not doing the accelerated thing that you did. Obviously, you were more focused than I am when it came to that and getting there because nothing is more enticing than to a military member than that incentive base. Like, if you do this, then you'll get this. Nothing is more military than that. But I digress. So... I finally decided to go to college. And when I start going to college full time, I'm like, this is going to end up costing me if I want to keep going. Cause you know, sometimes TA runs out and you got to wait and, or you got to pay yourself or supplement it with your GI Bill. And so what ended up happening was I ended up getting a, a military scholarship, which is the advanced education voucher, which is a resource that not very many people are using right now. I'm saying it loud for the people in the back. AEV is an untapped resource, and whatever you want, they're probably going to give it to you if you apply. And so I get the AEV, and because of the time that I had left before retirement, I didn't have to give any extra time up to sign on. So I signed on, and I was able to go to school back to back to back to back to back and stick to that eight-week mantra that they do at the University of Maryland. It was awesome to be able to do that, and that's how I got it done, utilizing the resources and getting out there.
1: You know, it's funny you talk about uh the crusty old chief. I had a crusty old warrant officer, warrant officer Burke. We nicknamed, we nicknamed him Taz because he was old school. By the time I was in Rota, Spain, he'd already been in for like 27 years. So he joined in like mid-70s. So he's a screamer. He's old school Navy.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He's yelling. He's screaming. He's pitching a fit. There's no 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 cards, no nothing, man. He's, hey, pet officer moron.
0: Yeah. Yep. Did he have dip? Did he have dip though? Did he have the he have dip? Hard, man.
1: So man, he'd come over to my desk and he's like, "Why haven't you signed up for school yet?" I went, "Well, why would I do that? Why would I even want to go to school?" He goes, "You're going to sign up for school." I'm like, "Well, okay." He's like, "Yeah, if you want me off your butt, you'll go to school." And he yeah. got the chief Hester, who was my chief at the time, on board. These two tag teamed me to get me to go, and then they got my wife involved. So I started going to school with my wife because by then I'd already been to a number of C schools and they really just wanted to do a bunch of things there in wrote Spain. or brand new with the Internet at that point it was all brand new. So I needed to learn routers. I needed to learn computer architecture. And the only way I was going to get that was in college. The Navy just didn't have those schools. It's Christmas 1997 and we're rebuilding all the routers because we're dealing with the entire European communications net at that point. And they just didn't have the people. So each command was selecting people at that point to go to University of Maryland to get these skills. They actually brought us all together at uh, University of Florida to learn databases. It had about 50 people in this database course at the University of Florida. You know, we're all from all over the, the world. So the Navy was more than willing to pay for it. And that's the, the cool part about education in the Navy is that if you ask for it, you say, I would like to do a thing. Your command is really supportive of you. Your family service center is really supportive of you. I was really thankful that they enlisted my wife to kind of poke me in the side at the same time going, you can't skip school tonight, Dan.
0: <laughs> right. And, and you know what? That's funny. You started telling your story and it was a losing battle when a chief warrant officer and a Navy chief get together and tell you you're going to do something. It's going to happen. And then when you think for a second that it's not and they call your wife, you might as well get your book bag, Timmy. Uh-huh. <laughs> put it on. Make sure you have your sharpener your ink and everything else that you need because guess what it's going to happen oh, so yeah. it's awesome to be able to have that mentorship that you yeah. have where somebody is is see something in you and knows that you know you're they're preparing you for the things that you're probably not concerned with mm-hmm. you yeah. know
1: yeah and I wasn't the, thinking and
0: the, of the internet in 97
1: who was right I think that's the neat thing though and that was the cool part is that we had actually uh, them coming to me but me also going to them Right. And that was the other thing. That's another big thing about the military that I really like is if you go to your commander or your officer, and you're on good terms with them, they will bend over backwards to help you. They will make sure that there's funding somewhere, right, because there's all sorts of training dollars that can go into things. Um, they'll make sure that those opportunities are there as long as you keep on going in that direction that they need you to go in.
0: Absolutely. And I think that it goes without saying the military has, has shifted over, over time, right? That old crusty chief and warrant officer kind of strong armed you and made you go to school. But at the end of the day, that was their way of letting you know that they were concerned about you. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the military, I would say this across all services that investing in people is your number one thing because people don't care what you know mm-hmm. unless they know that you care. People don't care what you know unless they know that you care. And so, to have those people have your back, like you wouldn't be standing here right now as a doctor, you know, from enlisted, Mm -hmm. had it not been those uh, people planting those seeds in your head to get you to realize that you could do it. Well,
1: the thing I like the other part about this one, too, is that there's kind of a bonus for college credits. That's the part I liked, right? So you get a couple extra dollars if you you reenlist and you have college credits. You also can come in as an E2 or E3, depending on how many college credits you got. I know I came in as an E-2 because of uh, Bellevue Community College. I had like maybe one year of college when I joined that. What did
0: you find when you? It's so funny. It's so funny that you and I are are talking there. Our paths are so similar. Obviously, we're both Navy veterans and we're talking about that. But when I came into the Navy, I came in as an E-2 also because I went to a community college, you know, Mesa, San Diego City uh, Community College at Mesa. And I was able to get 24 units and that shifted over and gave me E2 in the military, which started my career. Like I said, you got yours done a whole lot faster because, you know, you clept and Dante and all that other stuff oh. and it's in base stuff. Well, the other thing, too,
1: right, is you have that single mindedness as a Navy person or just as a military person. Here's your goal. Here's your target. Here's what you want to go after. And it's you are going to get there, but you can get there as fast as you want to get there. So if you just want to get it over with, if if you're scrubbing that hallway and you're buffing it, you just want it done. To me, that's what college was. It was buffing a hallway. I just wanted it done
0: and over with so I could go play video games. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? So just thinking about WGU in itself and how our competency-based learning model fits into the military culture. Like I know that WGU has – we have over 200,000 alumni, right? And currently we have 127,000 students. Now, I know that, you know, the lion's share of that are not military students, right? Well, even though we call it competency-based learning at WGU, it's exactly what we do in the military. If you, you learn something, you prep for the test or you write the paper, you perform the test, and then you're on to the next. And I know that that sounds funny, and people in the military are going to be, be able to relate to what I just said because that's LIPTO, LPTO. And that's an acronym. And since everybody in the military is used to acronyms, you learn it, you prep, you test or turn in a paper, and then you're on to the next. And I know that it seems simple because it is. We're taking all of your experience. We're taking all of your knowledge and you're able to show competency and knock things out. Right. And it's so funny because in the College of IT, I just watched a YouTube video of a guy on um, that that was a student at WGU. This guy finished seventy nine. 79 units 79 units and got a degree in computer science now i want the people listening to my voice to know that look look this guy is obviously an anomaly okay i'm not saying that everybody's going to be able to do it but he tested the theory and he got it done i've got one guy right now
1: who uh the government's running something called war cloud fed cloud he's gone and went and got all of his amazon certificates he went ahead and walked in with four Amazon certificates. And we're giving him four classes in, in credit. But he's, with that transfer in and everything else, he walked in the door with 83 CUs, and he needs 122. So he's got 41 left to go. And he's thinking, can I knock this out in six months? Why not try it? He starts up July 1st, and he's already making plans to get to that 41 at the end of six months. And he's just got that mindset that let's just learn it, practice it, test
0: it, move on to the next. That's definitely awesome. And I think that we need to bring him on once he gets it done, because when you have, especially if you're a military member, you understand the the concept of incentive based and not to like get too crazy and and off into a tangent, but I'm going to get off into a tangent about the mentors that we have. Although we have this mantra of competency based learning that completely aligns with the military culture and how we train and how we fight. We also have the mentor. And let's be real the mentor is assigned to every one of our students. And why is that important? The mentor in the military would be like your battle buddy. You don't go anywhere in the military without a battle buddy, or for the Air Force, they call them wingmen. If you go on liberty and you're in a foreign country, you got your wingman, you got your battle buddy. If you want to stay out late and have overnight liberty, you got your wingman, you got your battle buddy. If you're going out into the battlefield, who's going to go on the battlefield without their battle buddy? Right. And so WGU has that built in. It's another piece of military culture. And maybe it wasn't done intentionally, but it does. It fits our military culture and it allows for us to say, hey, we keep saying that, hey, we're interested in military service members coming in and getting degrees. Well, here's the thing. I can say that until I'm blue in the face, but do my actions align with that? And at WGU, they do. Because now, not only am I on this run myself where I'm realizing my dreams, I'm going to, going to the College of IT, and I want to get this thing knocked out. But now we got another person that's knocking on your door, chief, or mm-hmm. an officer, knocking on your door saying, hey, this week, we want to get this done. You already know this stuff. Why don't we knock this out? just to let the world know. My wife just started at WGU. She did her first class in three weeks. All right. So the proof is in the pudding.
1: I think that's the neat thing though, right? Again, you know, you've know, you got that support system here as well. You know, you've got me as a former military, and I'm a program chair. I run the cloud computing program. You've got Mike uh, Peterson, who's a former Coast Guard officer, who'll be with us next week, who runs the computer science program. You've got course instructors who are former military. You've got program mentors who are all former military, you can actually request a program mentor to guide you through the whole program. That's military, it used to be military. So you can actually work in that shared environment, that shared common culture to get you through WGU as well. So you're gonna find a lot of military people in WGU that are in management or in training or in support services to make sure that you're gonna get to where you need to go. And we've got that shared culture of the military values, military processes, the way we think, right? And that's a huge advantage walking into WGU.
0: It really is. And we're bridging the gap. Uh, Just yesterday, I had a situation that took about four hours to fix. I had an army sergeant. She is PCSing. She's in a state where she's doing her clinicals for licensure, right? And so she's in that state. And she just got told that not only is she PCSing, but a month before PCSing, During the same week of clinicals, she's going to have to go to California for a month and Mm -hmm. not get anything done, not be able to, you know, do her classes. And so it was real easy for me to be able to explain and bridge that gap and speak military to the civilians to assist and make sure that that person can look at the end of the day. We can say that we're military. Any organization can say that they're military friendly, but there's a difference between being military friendly and being military focused. Mm -hmm. And so. When you're looking at the things that we do, the dynamic, the, those military members that you just said that are going to be mentors, that are support group, our VA system, our military outreach, the reason why we exist, mm-hmm. the reason why we exist is to make sure that you don't have to worry about any of the other extra. And if you are worried about it, you reach out, you call, and all phasers all illuminators, all targets are going to be pointed in the direction to where we come around you because it takes a village to get this done. And that's exactly what we're doing. And that's why I'm excited about the College of IT and where we're going with it. If mm-hmm. you look at the four colleges that we have, the College of Business, the College of uh, Teachers College, College of IT, and the College of Health Professions, the lion's share of our personnel are military personnel in the College of IT. Yeah, 30% percent. of my student body is military. Exactly. And, and you know what? That's not enough. We need more. We do.
1: Although I got to admit, this is how military-centric we are. It's pre-COVID, so we didn't really have remote testing the way we have it now. And I had a military person that's in Japan, and he's trying to find an English-language version of a CompTIA test to pass his class. So we had to find him a testing center in Japan that would hand him and get him the English-language version of that test In a testing center where everything's in in Japanese, the operating systems are set up in Japanese and everything else. We're able to finally get him a special system, a special place where he could go take his test. But it was in the family service
0: center. (laughs) Hey, look, look, (laughs) by by any means necessary, WGU, we don't make excuses. We make it happen. And what's more military than that? Yeah, no,
1: and I thought it was just funny though, right, because the poor family service centers, like, well, what do you mean I have to, like, have someone in the room to monitor this guy taking a test? Oh, no, trust me. We need all this stuff to make CompTIA happy, right? But we did. We finally got them hooked up, and it was fun. But the good part is that, yeah, we'll work with family service centers. We'll work with your officers, your staff. We'll work with whatever we need to to get whatever we need to get done. I've had students go TAD, right, go someplace where there's no Internet connectivity whatsoever. So we give them an extension. You go get an extension for the amount of time you're going to be TAD. And when you come back, it's like you never, ever left. Those are the kinds of fun. That's what makes my job
0: fun. Right. That's what I love about this job the most is finding yeah. those solutions. And, you know, earlier you spoke about uh, being able to articulate things over. I know right now and I'm not sure if you want to announce it, but I'm going to tell the world. He is working to make sure that those of you that have any MOS's that deal directly with IT that it gets articulated over, so we can get you to that finish line faster. Because again, it's not enough to be military friendly, you gotta be military focused, and you gotta make sure that the initiatives, the things that you do, the services that you provide, are comprehensive, and that they are military focused, so we can get you to the finish line as fast as possible. I'm really proud of this one. So if you're doing anything with WarCloud, you're doing anything with FedRAMP,
1: the two big government contracts that have to do with cloud computing, either in Azure or in AWS, we've set it up so there's a direct mapping now between your military MOS and where you can be placed in the program. Where you are by rank can go into your transcripts for being able to transfer stuff in, the transfer in your credits. And it's uh, for MOSs, so it's good for that system. It's good for NEC, Navy enlisted codes. It's good for those. We've got them all mapped out. If you ever want to know What we are, go out to the BSCC computer forum if you've got time on the WG website and definitely we can talk about it there. It's it's, it's a neat thing. We hope to launch in October. You're going to hear more about this, I have the feeling.
0: Absolutely. They are going to hear more about it. And look, let's just address the elephant in the room, not the cat that's in the back, right? Let's address the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is is the moment that you're in the military. And no one tells you this, but I'm going to say it right now. The day that you go into the military, you need to be preparing for transition. And what do I mean? No one ever says this stuff. Right. But after 20 years of service, if you're in for two days, three days, two years, 30, 60, whatever, and they got to kick you out, you are going to transition. And so at the end of the day, most of us that get out of the military, get out 60 percent. And I I just went to the council for college and military education. Sixty percent of people get out of the military and they don't have a degree. They still need jobs. They still have kids. They still have families. They still have bills. They still have wants, desires and needs. Right at the end of the day, it is our responsibility as service members to make sure that we're preparing for the transition. What better way to do it than to pick a career, than to pick certifications and to do all of these things that are going to allow for us to not only explore more in school, but also make a livable wage that's not just livable, but allows for us to do the things that we want to do. Because after however many years, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 20, 30 years of military service, you want to be able to treat yourself also. And careers in techs the the industry right now has gaps. There are so many tech jobs that are out there right now and we don't have people to fill them. And so at WGU not only are we focusing in on the tech and getting you a degree but we also have partnerships with employers that we're going to be, you know, bringing on into this podcast series so that you can have access and attainment and still be able to get out there and instead of making $16,000 a year after you served in your country, you can make 40, 50, 60 you're working at Amazon. You're working at PlayStation or Xbox, like yeah. you said. Why don't you tell them about that, right?
1: Oh, man. So this is funny. All right. So we're uh, a friend of mine, we both got out at the same time. And we both went for Computer Sciences Corporation for it before they got bought out. So we both worked at Office of Naval Intelligence. We both did the same job, right? We both had the same class, same rank. We were identical in every way. The only way we weren't identical is I had a, ma- a bachelor's degree, and he did not. So he started at Computer Sciences corporation for fifty five thousand dollars a year 1999 money not bad started at 65 and it's just the bachelor's degree that's the only difference between the two of us we had the exact same schools backgrounds i'd served with this guy for 11 years and he was ticked (laughs) it's like ten thousand dollars you know this that's a lot of money in 99 right that was a new car in
0: 1999 The power of certifications is real. And so there's this thing uh, that the Navy uses, actually all the services have, it's called COOL. And COOL is the credentialing uh, outlet and it allows for our website and it allows for service members to go in and get certifications that the military pays for. And again, certifications are the hot thing, right? And so there's a story that they have. You have three people that get out of the military on the same day. One of them is an E-4 that decided to do all the Navy COOL stuff was only in the Navy for six years, decided to get out, but did all of the Navy cool and US maps certifications that, that, uh, that she could, there was an E six who had been in for 10 years and decided, you know what, I'm going to get out and make more money working at one of these contractors, military contractors, like, like Lidos or, uh, SAIC or who's Allen or something like that. Right. And I'm, throwing you guys out there because I'm, you know, I'm trying to get these partnerships going with these guys, whatever. So if you hear this, then, then, you know, call me anyway. (laughs) But, uh, But anyhow, so then you have a chief who's been in, you know, 24 years, is retiring, doesn't have a degree, but has a whole lot of experience in the area. And they all apply for a contractor position and they all get the contractor position. They show up to work and you find out that she, the E4, is the supervisor huh? for the first class with 10 years, the chief with 24 years, because she took the time to let Navy Corps cool pay for the certifications. Mm-hmm. There's power in that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the things that was thought was interesting. This
1: came from, from ESL Scotland. It's, don't ever say no. If your command says, hey, would you be interested in, say yes. Because if you, if you say yes, you end up doing cool stuff. I ended up actually running around with the Royal Marines for six months because I said yes. And how many uh, you know, American sailors can say you ran around with the Royal Marines and you served on board a Royal Navy ship? Did you know that Royal Navy ships still have rum rations? They will give I was you,
0: about to say. They will
1: literally give you rum rations on board a British ship. So based on yeah. American ships, can't
0: have a beer. I would say this. There's copious amount of ale on board those foreign ships, and they allow for them to partake uh, while underway. So,
1: (laughs) you know, honestly, right? It's that way, too. Even nowadays, if you don't say no, if you just go ahead and try it, you know, all of a sudden you're seen as adventurous. You're taking advantage of all the military benefits. You're taking advantage of that military culture. Right. Where you're going to be rewarded for going out on point in in ways that your brethren may not necessarily go. Other people will hang back. It's a lot of fun being out there because you just get this wild experience that, you know, my
0: Navy wasn't like everybody else's Navy. Yeah, and that's awesome. I do kind of want to bring something up specifically about what kind of separates WGU from the other people that are out there in this space doing it is, you know, we have very competitive scholarships and everybody will say, well, scholarships, everybody has scholarships. Well, the difference with us is, is that when you're looking at our students, we, we got about 18K that are military connected, right? We're not just talking about active duty, reserves, and the guard and the space force. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it right. We're also talking about their spouses and their dependents.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, you've got military appreciation scholarship here.
0: Yeah, twenty five hundred dollars, and I know that that sounds like it's not a lot, but the thing about WGU is, is that we want people to come to our school
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not have to go go broke going to college because they want to pivot or upskill. We have a flat rate tuition mm-hmm. and we're cheaper than all of the colleges, and we're accredited everywhere. That is correct, everywhere. And here's the thing, you can take your degree with you wherever you go.
1: Well, here's the thing I like about it, that 2,500 bucks to figure that my program for six months, the total six month cost is $3,500. So if you get that $2,500 scholarship, you only need to come up with $1,000. Yeah. And that's for six months, and that's for as many courses as you can take. So if you transfer in 83 courses or 83 credits, and you only need 41, you're paying a thousand bucks if you can
0: get it done in six months. Exactly. And with the competency based model, you probably already did it. Mm-hmm. So. So the question is, why not you? Why not now? I do it. I did it.
1: <laughs> I did it. So, you know, come talk to me. Talk to David. Have a good time. Let us know what you're thinking. It is truly our privilege to serve you, and it really is, right? Again, you've got this really warm, welcoming military community here at the college, and you might as well just do it. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to take anything away from you. And again, what's the worst that can happen? You'll be successful. You'll yeah. have options. Yeah, you won't see that chief walking around with that coffee mug, permanent hand grip.
0: <laughs> First of all, you'll always see the chief walking around with a coffee mug. That, that is definitely a requirement. I got mine right here, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right man it was good talking to you thank you very much uh we'll be back around next week and we'll be having mike peterson on board to kind of talk about that route from enlisted to phd or from gunner's mate to master's degree multiple master's degree or from officer to phd in the, in the role of mike peterson and everything in between let's get it all right man, thanks for
0: coming Thanks for joining us. We hope today's conversation has been interesting and helpful. To learn more about preparing for a career in IT, check out WGU's College of Information Technology at wgu.edu forward slash IT. We hope you'll tune in next time.